in their coats With scarves of red tied round their throats To keep their little heads from falling in the snow And I turn round and there you go And Michael you would fall and turn the wet snow red as strawberries in the summertime Can you imagine if I had like a, a Pee-wee's Playhouse like a uh, house and everything in it just farted all the time and how funny that would be to me and how horrifyingly <laughs> obnoxious it would be to everybody else. Like, I, I, like I'm just like, uh-oh, it looks like the toast is ready. I kind of do imagine you having a much more whimsical life than I imagine you do. You're just like, you know, working and just trying to get by. And I'm like, I bet Chris, Chris is having a wacky one right now. Yeah, no. like, <laughs> it's not. It's rarely like that. It's uh like the old school uh, Simpsons jokes where like you go inside Homer's head and it's just like it's just like a monkey clapping symbols essentially or something like that. Is that your creative process? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Do we want to address any out of character stuff before we get in? Do you want to say that uh, you're working on one shots that you love the audience and you're not abandoning them? You're just going out for cigarettes, uh, anything like that? <laughs> yeah, I'll be back any day now, guys. Just you, you, you keep it, you keep your chin up, and I'm gonna be back before you know it. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm not particularly reassured by that. Are you sure? Hold on. Uh, how old are you now? Uh, I'll be back before you're uh, 13. Don't worry, kiddo. And then I ruffle your hair and I leave. My, I, w- I wasn't old enough to remember when that happened to me, so. Did I ever tell you the story about how my dad sent me a birthday gift six months after my birthday and it was cool <laughs> just discount toys from Walmart? <laughs> no, but six months is the worst possible. It could be early or late on any other, like quadrant of the year but six months is perfectly wrong yeah exactly Uh, my birthday's in december i got a big box of toys in june and it was all just like it was like a teddy bear uh an action figure from something i don't know nothing relevant like you know like a gi joe knockoff or something and then like a change purse keychain and i was like nine i was like i don't what is what is this why are you buying me stuffed bears and keychains our birthday is one or two weeks you're 12th or fifth or fifth 12th 12th yeah we're, we're one week apart and also we have the same backstory frankly i think it's yeah. a little uh lazy of the writer to make two such similar characters uh, you know it's just because when one of us leaves the other one gets to pick up the rest of the storylines from the first person <laughs> so that that's what's happening is you're being written off the show and mm-hmm. i'll just finish up your storylines yep you're gonna start uh making things explode and killing characters that's what you're good at i kind of am um so last we left the genius of grendel uh you had chosen not to use the machines uh gifts of foresight into timelines and to wield the nightmare power for yourself uh you never explained any of this to the party so no one will ever know out the restraint you exercised that's fine yeah you're you're not the kind of character to brag about that kind of stuff no i gotta you gotta be like jesus you know you don't brag about that stuff you just gotta gotta let it happen you just do the miracles and just oh is that impressive i didn't notice yeah i didn't notice it but then you show up at the temple and you're like what the fuck a bake sale at my temple and you just wreck shit honestly a great character (laughs) it's great it's it's he has one scene where he absolutely loses his shit and the rest of it he's he's so mellow 
you get back to the material world with the rest of the party. Um, and while everyone uh, greets the villagers, uh, shows off the Edgar Gore, talks about what has happened, uh, the storm is breaking, uh, the genius takes it upon themselves to take the glyph, the sigil at the uh, at the front of Potter's bar that started all this mess and uh, t- take it for experimentation, I assume? Yes, I must take this to do experimentation. Also, I'm going to launch myself into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. Hey, you're alone on that. I found love for myself in the past year. So now you're bully on you, you know? Where where do you go uh, with this first? Do you just take it back to your shop? Yeah, I got to do some experimentations on it. All right, so you have the roll 20 up. Why don't we roll an experimentation roll? I got a 16. So this sigil is specifically about opening paths and portals. It was altered uh, to the, the dream realm, the Dalcor. Uh, is that what it's called? I always fucking forget the Eberron. Uh, you're asking the wrong person. Everything D&D is nerd shit to me. Yeah, yeah, it's the Dalcor. You're extremely cool is the thing for the audience to know now that you're out of character. Now that you're just Chris and you're not Chris yeah. from Dice Funk, you're like, actually, I only really care about American football, weightlifting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I like painting and uh, punching things. All all the cool things, yeah. All this nerd stuff. I don't even know. I haven't even watched Digimon. I don't even know how I referenced it so many times. Jackie Chan <laughs> Adventures. What's that? I don't watch that. That's nerd stuff. Uh, but with a 16, uh, you think you can repurpose this sigil to open up a path or portal somewhere. And so you have basically like a you have a portal sigil, portal glyph, and you can add that to your inventory. Eureka! As uh, the sun sets on another day. And then, you know, over the next couple of weeks, you have a lot of experimenting going on in, in the town. Walk me through some of the stuff you do uh, while the rest of the town uh, acclimates to peace and safety with the uh, Bakugan. Uh... I got distracted for a quick moment because I started thinking uh, Bakugan, mm-hmm. and then I started thinking of Beyblades. I don't know why, but my brain connected those two things, and then I just started thinking, wow, the genius should have invented Beyblades. <laughs> it's not too late. You can invent Beyblades. <sighs> Fuck. Maybe, maybe, maybe later. Uh, so I imagine the genius is hard at work erecting something in the basement of their lab. Uh, it is a gigantic obelisk with the genius's face on it. Does everything? Because we mentioned the uh, the spaceship you built during the the dream arc had your face on it. Do most of your inventions have your face on them? Now they do. Yeah. Okay. At first they weren't going to, but now that I now that I have the power, yeah, everything's got the genius's face on it. When you say the power, do you mean the power of Robotnik? Yeah, exactly. Or Eggman. He's on his. I, I only ever call him Robotnik. The Eggman. That's nonsense. Robotnik. That's a cool dude. Yeah, okay. All right. Think about it. You know when Pokemon first came out, how like the first two episodes, Jesse and James were like these cool, mysterious villains, and then like they get clowned so quickly for the rest of the series, they're just Jesse and James. That's Robotnik and Eggman. Robotnik was cool for like the first two Sonic games, and then they changed his name to Eggman. You're just like, you know, he's just kind of a goober now. Pokemon has several times over its animated history attempted to re-coolify Jesse and James. It never lasts, but they had. There's a couple of episodes in like every every reboot of the kind of situation where they they try to be intimidating again. Yeah, but the best moments of Jesse and James are where they become good guys, like when they help out Ash in, in the movies. 
Have I ever told you my one of my favorite tropes of all time is when bad guys become good guys? It's great. I love it. That yeah, I mean every shonen series half the party is made up of mass murderers. I'm trying to think of one to prove you wrong at and there's only one in One Piece. <laughs> and she probably didn't even murder that many people, you know? I mean by her existence a lot of people have died because of her, but that's not her fault, that's the government's fault. Okay, so you build a mysterious genius face obelisk in your basement. Uh, any other uh, things you work on before you head off for the day? Um, hmm, Beyblades. Beyblades. You want to roll for Beyblades? Yep. Uh, I got a 16 again. Oh, my God. You really did. <laughs> All right. You invent Beyblades. <laughs> They all have my face on it. <laughs> I do. I think it specifically, or uh, yeah, I think actually in season four, Frank Westerly did invent Beyblades already, but th- that technology was lost. You are the reinventor okay. of Beyblades. I want them to be like a horrifying existence, though. So every time these Beyblades touch each other, because that's a genius's face, they scream in pain. Oh my god! Like, ow! 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 <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm not, too powerful. I'm too loosey goosey. It's not like you came prepared with a bunch of f- fucked up shit. This is just your actual <laughs> brain leaking onto the show. Nope. No, it's just all uh, the you know theater of the mind. Whose line is it anyway? Style shit. All right. So you make an obelisk. You invent Beyblades. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna suggest <laughs> that perhaps you go visit someone you agreed to visit uh, recently, which was Hale, the historian. After you saved him from yes uh, the spiders. Uh, you talked about how uh, some of the uh, items he has, he wanted uh, people to use to see what they did, and you said they were experiments. So, yes, I would like to visit Hale. It's no longer whiteout condition, so you can see all around the village, and you see people are preparing for Young Day. People are putting the finishing touching on float, finishing touches on floats, and like setting up a little uh, racetrack and all kinds of stuff going on in here. So like the everyone's busy with their own stuff, and nobody notices you rolling around town as you go at visit. the speed of sound. I'm surprised you haven't done that more. I feel like I said rolling around a number of times this season. That would imply that I'd have to be paying attention to everything you've been saying this season, which, let's be honest, it's been like 50-50. <laughs> only 50-50, huh? Wow, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you know, I, I I can only listen to the Q soundtrack for so long, and eventually I'm like, what's Austin's nerd mouth saying? Also, you have a lot of mobile games that need your attention? I've actually dropped them all, thank you very much. All? All of them. Then what do you do at work now? Oh, uh, I play board games online. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, so you roll over to Hales. Uh, I think he is probably inside uh, the the building, inside the library, uh, going over some dusty tomes when you come in. Um, and you just enter? Yeah, I'm just going to knock on the door, uh, but I'm not going to actually wait for the door to be opened. I'm just going to kick open the door with the boxing glove hand basically oh yeah just knock open the door and just say i have arrived howdy there hello you come by to see my stuff Mm, and to talk to you about experiments well that sounds mighty fun i always love to talk about experiments oh but first how are your books today (laughs) 
As far as I know, they're as good as always. Should I be worried? I think uh, Hale puts one down warily, uh, expecting it to explode or, you know, shoot spikes or any of the things that (laughs) your experiments often do. No, when we were here earlier, I had to set fire to something that came up at me in the, the, the library. So I wanted to make sure everything was okay. Oh, yeah. Everything's good now. I, I, I done sweeped up the the broken bits of bookshelves and all the, the nasties and beasties dissolved when y'all beat the Baku. So, yeah, it's all it's all good here. I mean, I got some splinters if you want to carry them over to the dump. No. But I am glad to hear that everything is working out. <laughs> Just even the mi- a minor help. <laughs> no, I'm good actually. No, yeah, it's like Kraya from Knights of the Republic too. You have to do everything yourself, or you're weak, be or weaker because of it, or something like that. So Hale walks you back to a, a locked door. This is where he was hiding from the spiders before. And as you open it, it has a very museum feel. Like everything's under like glass or even magical force field. There's a lot of artifacts in here. Um, but you, you don't get the sense that this is a th- where like travelers come through and like look at this stuff as if it was a museum. Um, you can ask more about that. But th- there's just this room with like dozens of strange, powerful artifacts that Hale's collected. Where have you obtained all of these wonderful things? Well, usually one of two ways. Uh, usually somebody with no money will bring some kind of family heirloom or something they found on their quest and journey and trade it here in town for supplies to go up to the surface. Or somebody will find something uh, interesting and useful on the surface and bring it down and try to cash out. I mean... We share amongst ourselves during the winter, but during the rest of the year, this place is, uh, we're enterprising, you know? Yes. I would like to look through the shelves to see if I could find anything that seems really, really interesting. Yeah, I actually have a whole list of things here. Um, I don't even know what what, what you would th- think was interesting, but... What looks like it's going to explode. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The thing most likely to explode... So there's a complex a mechanical item here, which seems to be made up of uh, a two-part blade, one which is like smooth and another part which is jagged across the smooth part of the blade. And then it, at the bottom, instead of like a hilt of a sword, it has just a very complex, uh, I don't even know. I mean, the genius is probably one of the only people in town who would understand the word engine. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll say that you understand engine. Maybe if you roll Arcana, I could give you more, but... I got a 15. Yeah, 15. I think uh, you get you give this thing a real close look, this blade and engine. Uh, it seems like some kind of saw, uh, but the blade has a chain on it. Oh, a chainsaw sword. Yeah, I think that's probably the most genius of Grendel item in here. Uh, the <laughs> Hale has not figured out how to get it working. Can I attempt to finagle with it? Yeah, do you, do you, so I think there's a force field over it. Do you ask Hale if you can do you can see it? Yeah. Yeah, I think Hale says, knock yourself out, buddy. Uh, and, and pushes a, you know, a magical button, and the force field drops, and you can pull this chainsaw sword out. Uh, it is quite, it's quite a thing. With a 15 on Arcana, I think you get advantage on uh, your experimentation roll if you want to try to get this working. Uh, 22. Hell yeah. 
So describe to me you getting this ancient chainsaw to work in this post-apocalyptic uh, medieval-style village, because it's kind of terrifying. No, oh, it was set to off! You have to turn the switch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was expecting. It's, it's Chris to describe to me a combustion engine. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure how a car works, so mm-hmm. I don't want to act like I know that, but I do know sometimes I've tried to turn things on. I'm like, oh, I didn't turn, I didn't move the switch to on first. That's why it's not working. All right, yeah. So this, this chainsaw roars to life. I think a hail dives down under a display case or something to get away from it because it's very loud and terrifying um and you just like you know (laughs) confidently hold it this is very powerful i like this machine oh lord what do you you want to put that back now or Mm, yes i think i will and i'm even gonna turn it off before i do so (laughs) There was a part of it. It's like, what if I just leave it on inside of the force field, and you just see this this chainsaw sword ripping its way through like the bookshelf? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so you've you've uh, fixed the chainsaw sword in here, so that's now available to the party if they want it. Um, is there anything else you want to do here? I, I literally have a list of two, four, five, uh, thirty-five items. What is the piece that you are most concerned about that I can add my expertise to? Because you know, we may not always have it. Well, partner, I'm still trying to figure out all the items in here because once I figure them out, I try to sell them for a profit or hand them out to the Moist Watch to, you know, do their business with them. But uh, I got to say, where some of these I kind of get the basic idea, like that, that, that screaming machine you just turned on obviously has a... A sharp cutting thing, and so that's some kind of weapon. Some of these I don't have no—I don't know heads nor tails on them. Like, uh, look at this here. Uh, and Hale holds up a what appears to be a large mirror, but it has a handle on the back, like a shield. Uh, and the mirror is cracked, and it's uh, the the crack the crack in the mirror is glowing with like some kind of magic. And Hale says. I don't know what, what kind of fool would make a shield out of a mirror, but it's clearly magical and it's got a handle, so something's going on here. What about this? And uh, uh, Hale holds up a slingshot, which is also glowing with magic, and says, "This is a kid's toy. Why would you enchant this thing?" And I, 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 I it has some kind of magic. I, I've been shooting things out of it, but every time I do, something different happens. Uh, one time it turned the rock into a, a wheel of cheese. One time the rock exploded, so I don't know. Exploded? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That made the choice Ex- too easy. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take the slingshot. I want to fire it like 16 times. <laughs> oh, my God, Chris. Uh, where is my... There we go. Uh. All right, roll in the wild magic table, you dick. I got a 12 this time. A 12. Roll a d10. Your height changes by the number of inches equal to the roll. Eight inches. Oh my god. If the roll is odd, you shrink. If the roll is even, you grow. (laughs) So you gain eight inches of height. Wait, you said if it's even, I shrink? No, if it's even, you grow. Uh, So I'm I'm very tall now. Yeah, I mean, for a goblin, eight inches is a lot. It's basically like like half my height, probably. Oh, you're not 16 inches tall. I don't know how math works. I can't. Chris. I panicked. 
I do like it now, though. It's a long, long genius. Oh, fuck. Ah, this is a wonderful tool. If only I had more time to tinker with it. What do you mean by that? You have all the time in the world. You just want to shoot it around a couple more times? Yes, I do. (laughs) All right, shoot it, bud. 17. Uh, 17. You grow a long beard made of feathers that remains until you sneeze, at which point the feathers explode out from your face. Oh, what a wonderful gift. You should make sure this goes to somebody who can appreciate the pure chaos of it. I love this because (laughs) as you go about the rest of uh, this episode we're recording now, you're going to be taller with a feather beard, which is really going to throw some wrenches into the mystery. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's like, where'd the genius go? I'll be like, well, we'll follow the the feather beard trail. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm getting dizzy. Uh, I do think I have an idea for your mirror shield thing as well. Oh, you want to double dip in this mechanic, huh? Well, what I believe is that you use it to reflect sunlight to solve puzzles in dungeons. All right, let me write that down in my book here. Puzzles, Zelda, Waste of Time, Breath of the Wild, Fixed Dungeons, Never Go Back. All right, good. Yes, you got everything important. (laughs) Die mad. (laughs) Someone out there just like, how dare you? (laughs) <laughs> Wind Waker was perfect. Uh, all right. So uh, anything else you want to talk about with Hale? Uh, mostly just want to uh, say, you know, if you ever find something that you want that you think cannot be replaced, let me know. I believe one day I will be able to harness space and time to go back in time and retrieve it. Harness in space and time? That sounds dangerous, genius. You won't be careful. Oh, I am. Not! Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that I am not. You're not. Are you not concerned that you're going to blow yourself the heck up? Oh, that would be a wonderful way to go. But I have far too many plans looking forward in the future. All right. Well, wh- wear safety goggles at least. Yes, of course. You must take proper safety precautions. Now I'm going to fire uh, another one of the slingshots. Okay, one more. <laughs> For old time's sake. 38. 38. 1d6 flumps controlled by the NTM appear. They vanish after one minute. Damn. Okay, hold on. I The audience doesn't know they vanish after one minute. Maybe I flub that. Because I do <laughs> love the We have a flump, so I love the idea that now suddenly there's just a bunch of flumps in town. Two flumps. Two right. flump pie. <laughs> this is a fun, yeah. Okay, so I th- I decide how wild magic works. Uh, I am the god of this realm. Uh, there are two flumps now. We'll, we'll deal with that later. I have named the both of you. You will be kaboom, and you shall be kablam. <laughs> are you god? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, god. Chris, I just got so lightheaded. <laughs> Can I give one of the chainsaw sword? <laughs> oh my god. No, Chris. Do you give Kabook you give Kaboom the chainsaw and you give Kablam the slingshot and just send them out? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck. Oh god, this is so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know what, Hale? 
I've had so much fun today. You can give me those splinters for me to throw away. Aw, shucks. You're the best, genius. I'm going to take them, leave the uh, the library, put them on the ground, and then just set them on fire and leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <coughs> oh, God. Uh, where do you go next? Uh, eight inches taller with a, a beard full of feathers so that anyone who sees you will not recognize you. Well, I'm taller now, so this comes with a new level of authority I need to take advantage of. So I'm going to go talk to Gigi and really lay on to him about everything. <laughs> okay. Look who's tall now, nerd! Uh, what's Governor Gigi doing when you show up? Something where you can own his ass. Uh... <laughs> It's the only thing I can think of is the scene from Simpsons where Bart's bringing home, bringing a giant tomato to school and Principal Skinner goes to tie his shoes and Bart's like, I can't not throw the tomato at his butt. Okay, yeah. You, so you just let yourself into the lodge and you see Governor Gigi in front of a tall mirror practicing speeches. And he's just like... My fellow Grendelians, it is my great honor. And then <laughs> what do you do? I'm going to shoot grease everywhere. Oh, okay. And he just says, ah, villain, most ignominious. Why? For, for, perchance, explain yourself and your actions, vile bearded villain. Look at me, I have grown taller. Is, is that you, genius? Ah, who else would it be? A ne'er-do-well come to Greece, the governor? Do people often do that? I thought that was our thing. It's usually wedgies, if we're honest, but... Oh. Sounds weird. Yeah. Do a lot of people go into your house and give you wedgies and then leave? It's not... The the number isn't zero, is all I'll say. (laughs) If I had a nickel for every time someone broke into my house and gave me a wedgie, I'd have like 15 cents, which isn't much, but it's more than you'd think. (laughs) You have an odd private life, I'm not going to lie. Well, the life of a politician is incomprehensible to the common folk, but it's my burden to bear. Is it? Is it not the town's responsibility to look out for the entirety of the community? That is why I put together the Good Neighbor program. Did you submit an application for this program? (laughs) Of course not. Did you circulate a petition? No, I created robots with my face on it. Oh, dear. They will help everyone out. Or they'll explode, one or the other. Genius, you can't do this kind of thing without my authorization. Oh, what authorization is that? That you know where the box is? The box? What box? The box where they keep the votes. (laughs) There aren't any votes. That's not what I have heard. (laughs) It's called sortition. It's not votes. Genius. I would like to roll insight to determine... Uh the greedy liar status of this character. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I have a negative one to this, so it's very likely I'm going to end this believing my own lie, but <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> uh-huh. I think uh, when you say... 
<laughs> I think you see the governor glance over to the desk uh, and say, I don't know what you're talking about. They're not even votes. And you, in your mind, it is just as plain as two plus two equals four. The governor is lying. Uh, he rigged the vote. The box has all the votes and it's at his desk. It's okay. We can play this game for now. I will find a box of votes. I have to say I'm pretty concerned about the thing you just said where you started a, a government program without my say-so. A government program is a weird way to phrase it. It is a friendly way to aid everybody. Besides, you have bloops around, too. All programs in Grendel are government programs because they're all my programs and I am the government. See, when you say things like that, that's why you get wedged all the time. Because you sound like a weird loser. That is what they said the last time I got wedgied. So <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to use Mage Hand to wedgie him now. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Okay. You know what? Uh, I'm going to do wisdom check. Or, yeah, my wisdom against your uh, magic, which I, which as a warlock is charisma. So let's, let's see if uh, he notices the wedgie hand. I rolled a five. I got a 23. Oh, my God. That's an atomic wedgie. You lift him <laughs> off the ground. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is weird. Mage hand can only lift five pounds worth. Not with the 23. This this wedge hand is this weight. This mage hand has been lifting. It has been drinking the creatine. <laughs> there. Now, now you can hopefully not say such weird things in the future. So you get you give the governor atomic wedgie, and he is uh, both uh, very upset by this, but also weirdly accepting. <laughs> like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Tears welling in his eyes, and he says, "Ah, uh, humiliating, but predictable." <laughs> it's what's uh, what's David Cross's character from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas's line every time you lose the mission he's in. He's like, "My humiliation is complete." That's a that's a f core memory you've just <laughs> unlocked. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, I did that fucking RC plane mission like four hundred times. I know, very bad. Um, <sighs> also, I didn't know who David Cross was at the time. Obviously, I do now. But to me, that was just a nerd guy. Yeah, that's what David Cross is. That's fair. Now he's now he's more known for the bad guy in the first two Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. <laughs> is is that what he's known as? <laughs> he's not the Mister so. Show guy. I obviously Bob Odenkirk is the main guy from that now. By the way, I watched uh, Little Women, the remake they did back in 2019. And if you haven't seen it, uh, obviously the story of it being like they're these girls, their dad goes off to fight in the Civil War, and then he comes back. When he comes back in the new remake, Bob Odenkirk is playing the dad. And there was a moment, I feel like only a select number of people ever had this, but when he comes into the scene, you're like, did I just get pranked? And this is a two and a half hour long Mr. Show sketch. Yeah, the writer of Little Women is Louisa May Alcott, who's like my <clears throat> great, great grand aunt or something. Mm. I'm, I am directly related to that person. Did you get uh, invited to the premiere? Uh, <clears throat> no. <laughs> Hmm. I don't I don't have contact with the cool part of my family, really. Aww. We have too much fun. Now I don't know any plot stuff I wanted to do. <laughs> um, I think after the you eventually let the governor down, he just says, Genius, 
your contributions to the community are commendable, but your antisocial behavior has gotten me concerned. I've been reading Aze's report of your last mission, and it seems you clashed with him quite considerably. Can you explain yourself? Ow, ow, ow. My butt. <laughs> Did we clash? Yes, apparently you almost drowned the entire team by not answering a simple question. Oh, but I had no knowledge of what he was asking for. Would you say you clash with Aze often? No, I like to think I'm an, uh, an amicable person. At, I think at this point, uh, he gets a tissue to wipe the tears from his eyes and says, Quite. I'll take that under advisement. You know, you can just undo the wedgie. You don't have to keep it like that. <laughs> I would worry less about my personal discomfort and more about your personal transformations. Why do you have a beard? Why are you at 50% taller? Which is weird that you're only ever 16 inches, but answer the question. Oh, I used the slingshot to transform parts of my body. It is okay. It, that See, those are the kind of things which make me concerned about your behavior. But I was asked to experiment on them. Genius, I think you're gonna, you need to start running these experiments by me. I'm going to institute... I'm going to declare, in fact, that you need to run these by me from now on. Oh, okay. And tell me, how long are you going to be in office for? Five years. Ah, a nice starting point. And you see this genius is going to write down the piece of paper five years, and it's just an arrow pointing forward. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, the governor does not know what that means. Um, He says, now I have to run out and finish the Young Day celebration preparation. One assumes you can find your way home without transforming into a dragon or setting me on fire. Hmm, probably, but you never know. It's a crazy world out there. I insist you file a petition if you're going to set me on fire. Well, why would I do that? The thing, the uh, paper would just burn up in your hands if you're on fire. Think these things through, Governor, before you say them. It makes you sound quite foolish. <laughs> the Governor just storms out of the lodge. Yeah, all right, now that Nerdo's gone. I want to find that box inside the governor's desk. All right, roll investigation. Oh, I crit failed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hmm. Very interesting. See, I could have just said, oh, you found the box, but now you've botched. I think what happens is, hmm. Yeah, I think the interesting way for this to go is for you to go over to the governor's desk, you start opening drawers, and you trip some kind of alarm. Uh-oh. Like, it might it might not be a blaring alarm. It's just like you, uh, with your understanding... There actually is a spell in D&D just called alarm. Yeah, I'm going to uh, cast fly, so jetpacks will come out of the side of my wheelchair, <laughs> and then I'm just going to fly straight out of the window behind me. <laughs> Uh-huh. Just right through the window. Good. <laughs> yeah, right through it. Okay, cool. Anything else you want to do? Uh, I would like to visit Choco. 
All right. So you make a dynamic exit from the governor's lodge, <laughs> jetpacking through a closed window. Uh, and then there's just a smash cut to you rolling up to the, the town uh, dump, uh, just covered in little cuts and <laughs> just broken glass in your lap as you roll up to uh, the gate outside. Um, and you can already hear uh, like drilling and sawing and smashing from inside as Shoko tears something apart. Now, uh, I would like to roll up with the uh, tiny doll of Shoko that I got by trying to conjure her into the dream world. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, wonderful. Shoko, look what I created. Uh, yeah, so you roll up to the gate. Shoko's on the other side doing stuff, and you just hear a voice say, You know the rules, T-Gog. Snack first. Ah, uh, yes. I have something from Neelith. And uh, I don't know what Neelith would have given me recently. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Uh, someone did. Uh, someone actually made one of Neelith's dishes, so I want to shout them out, actually. Do you see this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Twitter user Grape Jelly Kills <laughs> made a Medulla Oblongato a la Neelith. So Chris from Ohio is the name. So uh, you're doppelganger. <gasps> you're obviously Chris from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm the Chris from Pennsylvania. Every other Chris has to get behind me in line. Uh, so you yeah you give uh, Shoko the medulla oblongato, and she unlocks the gate for you and says, "Come in, come in." Yes. Look, I created this in the dream universe. Oh, it's me. Yes, I tried to bring you into the dream universe, but instead it only brought this. Still, you should have it. Perhaps you will learn things by taking it apart. Shoko like jumps up onto a, a a table nearby. I think it's like, it's like an actively a table saw or something, and she just jumps like straddling the blade to grab the toy out of your hand. Um, she is once again just like a, a tiny, even smaller than a goblin uh, creature. Big flat. And I just grew eight inches, so you're much taller. <laughs> Does she notice? I feel like she's not the kind of person who notices a haircut. No, or the giant feather beard that I apparently have at the moment. <laughs> Just completely not reacting at all to that. Uh, she grabs the toy and says, yes, yes, we will see what makes you tick, Shoko. <laughs> I always appreciate your enthusiasm. So how was the Dalcor? Tell me how it was. Oh, the whole dream world is fascinating. You can create reality as you see fit. I made a giant spaceship with my face on it. That seems like too much freedom. I need to know how things work. If I have to come up with it, that's not interesting. That's just my brain telling me stuff. Hmm. Yes, I suppose it does uh, keep the restrictions from breeding creativity. But I still enjoyed the ability to create things out of my mind. It's like when you put the cheats on in a game and you think it's going to make it more fun, but then you get bored of it because you can do whatever you want, you know? But you can turn on unlimited Molotov cocktails. And how long is that fun for? You can only watch the burning animation so many times. I played it for 48 hours straight. <laughs> oh, Teacock, you are sick in a very unique way. <laughs> Thank you. I think uh, Shoko takes the toy over to a, a, a different part of the dump, pulls out a big claw hammer, just starts hitting it. 
just idly during the conversation. Oh, I'm going to miss this. What do you mean? Genius is going to be like looking around the dump and just say, I regret to say, but I believe I am going to be taking a little bit of a trip. You can't leave during the winter. The roads are impassable. Oh, but I'm not actually leaving the town. You speak in riddles. I like riddles. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know any riddles off the top of my head, unfortunately. But what would you say to somebody who is going to leave for a very long time but has nowhere to go but where they were from? I would say it can only get better. Ah, you are right. Shoko, have I ever told you about why I enjoy the future so much? Because that's where all the new stuff is? In a way, yes. I was fortunate to one day discover who I truly was. But it was later on in life. Quite some time down my life. And when I finally realized who I was, I at first lamented the fact that there were so many years, decades even, spent not being who I truly was, and I would forever be regretful for that. But then I came to think about the future, and about how every day could be an opportunity to explore who I truly was. And that is what excites me. The future is full of potential. Is this what the machine has revealed to you? Mm, perhaps. I have been slowly able to manipulate space-time in a small spectrum. Now I think it is time for a larger test. But if you leave, who will bring me treats? Oh, I imagine you will still get many treats. You may just have to talk to Neelith to get them, though. <sighs> I want to talk to you, Teacock. Ah, I understand. I am sad as well, but I am not truly leaving. I will just be gone for a, a quick moment. I suppose that I am greedy, though. For me... It shall be instantaneous before I see you again. But for you, it might be a little bit of time. So please forgive me for my selfishness. Maybe I'll forgive you when I see you again. <laughs> I hope so. And I hope when I see you again, you have taken apart many more things to tell me about. I couldn't stop if I wanted to. Oh, that sounds like a problem we should all deal with at some point. <laughs> hmm. I'll give Shoko a hug. Aw. Yeah, Shoko gives you a big hug. That's you. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. Feathers go everywhere. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yep. Have you done something with your hair? Hmm? No, I just sneezed feathers everywhere. By the way, if you are ever interested, there is a uh, slingshot that produces chaotic results that you might enjoy. You know I enjoy chaos. Oh, there should be tons of chaos for you in the future. 
I've left some surprises behind. <laughs> yeah. Do you give her anything? Do you leave anything behind for her? I'll give her the book. Oh, the burning we book. Got, yeah, we gotta do we gotta do some experimentation on this book, so it's not gonna have, do any good for me to take it into the future. Uh, what about the other glove? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I, I can give that as well. Thank you, Teacock. Just make sure to not point it at your own throat. <laughs> the book? Oh uh, no, I guess that's fine. Okay. She points the book at her own throat. Yeah. That does not seem to cause any problems. Not yet. <laughs> Ooh, an idle threat. I like that. <laughs> uh, so behind you, the machine, which is uh, above ground, just a couple of ever-spinning black gears, uh, begins crackling with a, a purple lightning. Oh. Calm yourself. We are almost ready. Shoko says, What should I tell the others? You can tell them whatever you want. <laughs> whatever I want? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, make sure they don't activate the good neighbor program until all the fail safes have been worked out. Or else everything could become killer robots that explode. Which would not be a problem for me and you, but I feel like all the squishy people would be rather upset. Okay. I still need a couple of supplies before I can finish the fail-safes, but it shouldn't be a problem. Or you don't, and it will be chaotic robot problems for everybody. Both are equally fun solutions. Oh, they'd love that. They loved playing hero, running around, and so getting into little fights. So I, I will take the glyph then. And bring it over to the machine mm-hmm. and begin interfacing the two of them. Yeah, what does this look like? Does Shoko leave? Does she watch this whole thing? She has more than enough permission to watch it from afar. Okay, yeah, and she's wearing welder's goggles. So I think we only see part of this in their reflection. Yeah. Uh, just the purple lightning and the spinning gears. But describe to me the last we may see of the genius of Grendel. So... Uh, as this begins, the genius is just kind of equipping this sigil to the machine. And as they start, you'll see the two gears that perpetually move that is their uh, their spell focus slowly start to increase in how much they're moving. Uh, the more and more connections the genius does, basically, until the point where it's, it's moving at like a, a very rapid pace. And the electricity is kind of firing off all over the place. Uh, and the genius is going to look around and say, I wonder how much will change in five years. Hopefully not too much. I would hate to find out that everything I love about this town is different. Just maybe a new leader would be nice. <laughs> And then the genius is going to look down and say, It will all come back to this place. A fixed point here in Grendel. That is where I will come back to. In five years' time. And then the genius is going to scream, To the future! And activate the machine. I am the sun, the 
Oh, I'm not